Research Podcast, a podcast where once a week we address that old chestnut, which is better, X or Y. Also, a chestnut appreciation podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, the Pablo Picasso of this podcast. I'm your co-host, Jordan, the uh, the, the Theodore Jericho of this podcast. And I'm Kevin, your pre-host, and I am the El Greco of this podcast. That was pretty uh, classy, right? Here we are. We are the, the three, finer arts. The yeah. three amigos. Those three artists everyone learns about during their school times. Picasso and those other two. I already used that, by the way. What, El Greco? I what, used, Greco? No, did I already use pre-host? I don't know. I I I Does hardly it matter? pay attention to what Are you are you wow. earnestly trying to use a different cuz you're going to run yeah. out, man. You're going to run I'm out. I'm trying to use I'm trying to use every prefix in the English language and then the Latin language. Prefect? Like like Pre- like the Weasleys? Like Percy Weasley? Yeah, I'm trying to use every governor from China ever. I don't think Percy Weasley was a governor from China. No, but it's the I same thing. I think you have your your it's novels the same mixed up. But hey, uh, listener, point. How's it going? Hope hey. you had a fantastic Valentine's Day. Um, did you guys? Hey, did you guys get anything for Valentine's? Uh, I had to schedule an appointment to record this podcast. I, um, in the lobby of my work um, office, there was a woman playing the harp and free cookies. Really? Yeah. I got to move to New York. So. Chew on that. Hey, what did, what did you guys get for Valentine's Day, listeners? I, uh, nothing as good as a lady playing the harp and some free cookies. That's a good point. I got a candy heart with the words feet and Z on it. The word feet and the letter Z. And I also got Nature's Valentine, the common cold, which I am, which I am still attempting to fight off. Well, you didn't get nature's, uh, you know, proposal, mono. So at least you're not oh, married to nature yet. That's true. That's a good. That's a good point. We've been. We had a long conversation about the physical aspect of our relationship. And you said, and, take it you no know, further than. Cold don't cold. want that. Don't want that kissing disease. So, listener, this is a podcast where we answer questions submitted by you over our FormSpring, Twitter, Facebook, email, all of that jazz, and we answer them here. On the show, would you rather type questions and versus type questions like our uh, our namesake, Ninjas versus Podcast? And so Which here it goes. Let's jump. Ninjas or right podcasts? In. Ninjas or podcasts? Which would you rather be oh, listening man. to? Our first question comes to us from Ben Nemeth, who would like to know: Would you rather have a dangerous adventure in the depths of the ocean or in deep space? Oh. No. Uh, I think in both instances, no one can hear you scream. Is that correct? Well, fish can oh, hear you scream if, in the other one. In the, in the ocean. I was under the impression that if you scream underwater, your screams will float up in bubbles. And then when they pop oh, at the surface, I think then you're, people I think you're right. hear right. There is science. There is science. A la Looney Tunes and some episodes of I Love Lucy. Um, yeah, well, um, the first thing I would say as a point for underwater, there has been a Jason in space movie. So if you're out 
you know, having a misadventure in space. You could like run into... Like Jason and the Argonauts? No. Like, I believe they were on the water. Like chainsaw-wielding Jason. So if you're in space adventuring, <laughs> you could run into Jason with his chainsaw. That's true. You know, um, whereas underwater, I don't think... I don't think fish can wield chainsaws, so I I think you're okay. If you're if like you would need a whole lot of technology to protect those gears. Right. You know, oh gosh. And the when and loading the your water and kerosene mix. And the lubrication. They, you, My you word, how would you get you know, lubrication on that on those ball bearings and gears? That is a good point. So I don't know. That's a that's a point first point for me for underwater. Um Plus, think of all those. Think. Oh, I was gonna say, think of all those, you know, shipwrecks and everything. But what about all those spaceship wrecks out in space? You could discover yeah. every alien shipwreck of some space alien. Titanic. Yeah, like when those aliens got super drunk and then they crashed into the moon. Yeah, you but discover that. I mean, the only reason we value gold is because it's shiny. Uh, who's to say aliens think gold is valuable? I mean. I mean, undersea shipwrecks, you're much more likely to find gold and silver than, you know, space shipwrecks. Mm, you're probably going to find, like, uranium, and you'll get, like, radiation poisoning, man. No, but you'll, you'll, receive, the, you'll receive the prize of knowledge, so I guess it's a, it's a question of whether you like money or knowledge better. Whether you're I can buy up. knowledge, Kevin. There's a lot of unexplored ocean, though. There's plenty of knowledge to be found down there. Yeah. You just gotta like. You just gotta head off with um. What's his name? And the the Norwal. Oh, uh, you're oh. thinking of Steve Zissou. Steve Zissou. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, Zissou. no, you're thinking of Sam Jackson in Deep Blue Sea, and oh, that's, that's a point against the sea because the sea has taken the life of Sam Jackson. And who's to say that you'll fare any better? You know, that's true. I mean, if he, the apex of manhood, couldn't, you know, you know, couldn't fare the sea. Then how are you going to do it? But you know, I don't. I don't know of any movies where Sam Jackson has been killed in space. Uh, yeah. They're making one right now, but at this point, it hasn't come out yet. But I mean, in in defense of the sea, I mean, he was killed by. I mean, he was killed by raptors in Jurassic Park, and he was killed by the raptors of the ocean in DC. <laughs> so sharks are the raptors. Too. That's a good point. Yeah, but they can't open doors though. Unless they can remember, hold on. The ones case, in deep blue sea knew how to swim backwards. <laughs> uh, that's wow. That's my my thought process is: if you are having a dangerous adventure in space, you are isolated. You are alone. You are, you know, one step away from freezy space death, like uh, like that red haired kid in the Magic School Bus <laughs> who bravely took off his helmet. In response to an easily manageable situation in that one episode, and and froze to death. Whereas, did he really die? If you, yeah, he did. Oh gosh! Oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. that's going on the Facebook wall. Dread, that was what the end of the series. Show. Gosh, I've seen it. <laughs> uh, I know it was it was a bold way to end the series, but you know, I think I think that they they took so many steps in bold new directions already in the Magic School Bus that it was the only logic. And Magic School Bus went into the sea as um, well, right? Just for just for comparison's sake. That's true. Yes. But if you are having an undersea adventure, chances are there's going to come a point where you know you're about to run out of oxygen. And then, oh, look, it's a mermaid. And she's giving you mouth to mouth to share Ooh. her sweet 
oxygen-filled breath with you because they breathe oxygen and not carbon monoxide. Dioxide? And then... And then Dangerous Adventure has just become Beautiful Adventure. Beautiful Adventure where you bring her back topside and marry her under a rainbow. You make an honest woman out of her. Um, That's a good point. That's, you know, so there's the potential for love. There's really no potential for love in space because all you're going to do is. Well, hold on, hold on. What about uh, Astronaut Jones? I don't know what that is. Or Rocket? I'm taking a. (laughs) Oh, yeah, good point. Tracy Morgan has adventured in space and found and space done women. So successfully and found space women. See, the thing is, most space women would like to. Yeah, to that's eat. true. They would sooner dine on your flesh than share their sweet, that's sweet true. oxygen. Is it? Yeah, I, and I guess I mean okay, but but here's the deal: as so many uh, you know folders and trapper keepers from my youth would have me believe. There are dolphins and whales in space as well. So, I mean, one of the big selling points for me, an adventure in the ocean, would be being able to talk to dolphins and whales, which I'm sure I would I would figure out, you know, having an adventure there. But if I could hang out with them in space, that would be so much cooler. Well, hmm. all right. I think, I think I've now approached the point of the argument where I arbitrarily pick an actor and then analyze movies that they. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, the only the the only right the only way so, to determine uh, for this argument, I'm going to select Ed Harris uh, because he has been in in both categories. Uh, Ed Harris, he's he's been deep undersea in the abyss, which is a, a fine oh, movie. Oh right, and he has also he's been to space multiple times as uh, John Glenn in the right stuff and. Uh, well, actually, he wasn't in space in Apollo 13, but he was the mission commander. Um, so, both good movies, but... Yeah, I mean, I knew going... Which one was more thrilling? The Abyss. Which the one Abyss by a was, long it, shot. was the adventure worth it? I mean, because there... So, underwater... The thing about The Abyss is it did not take place in space, but there were aliens under the water. That's a spoiler. Whoa. I probably shouldn't have... Really... Probably shouldn't have said that. No, people I mean, have had 15 years to see that movie. There's, I mean, they have. The they Statute have. of Limitations. I don't even out. know what that movie the is. The Abyss is a really good movie, though. I feel bad. Um, right. No, no, no. Don't feel bad. That was... It's actually been 20, 21, 22 <laughs> yeah. years. Listen, listener, you have had it's 21 probably years than to most see of it. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it yet, shame on you. Okay? And it, and if, if you haven't seen it twice, shame... Uh, shame on us. Or ha- but I mean, you. if we're living in an abyss-like universe, we don't even need oxygen underwater because they had some like crazy oxygenated liquid that you just like fill your your helmet with, and you could breathe the liquid. It was cool. Oh, you see, I've I've got to go. You know, based on your 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 own logic, Jordan, I have to go with outer space now because if you encounter danger under the deep blue sea chances are you're going to be in a little spacecraft and or sea chances are you're going to be in a little sea craft and jar jar binks is going to be oh, in there with you gosh. you know wow. flailing oh. his head around oh, no. sticking his tongue to the windshield oh, no crying and then you're going to have to like the only way you're going to be able to manage it is if you pinch him on the back of the neck and do the vulcan mind meld to get him to pass out and even then, well, hold on, hold on, though, hold on. Jar Jar Binks had it wacky hijinks in space as well as underwater. Ah, I feel that's like those true. Two cancel out. 
Yeah, well, not only this, in space, Jar Jar Binks became a well-respected politician. So uh, I think the chances... That's scary. His, his, yeah, his damage in space was far worse than his damage under the ocean. The Emperor came to power because of him. All evil came into being because of Jar Jar Binks' decisions. Nevertheless, I, I, would, I would rather be in space where he is out of his element. And I can, he is not one of the dangers I have to confront. I don't know. I, mm, I Shoot. think. You're going to have to break this tie, yeah. I know. I, I, and it's tough. Although the thing is going, when you're, when you're, if you're going to adventure into the water, I mean, going down into the depths of the water is like, okay, we're, you know, submarines do that all the time. That's pretty old hat. Um, but if you're blasting off into space, for one thing, you get to say the words blast off, which is awesome. I think every, you know, little boy has wanted to say that, you know, those, those two words, Good point. At, you know, at some point Very in his good life. Point. Um, so yeah, so you're slipping the surly bonds of earth to, to touch the face of God. And that's a lot more poetic than going a little bit further down towards the core of the earth than than you were before by means of aquatic conveyance i mean that's just cumbersome you can't that's very difficult to say um that's a lot more difficult I to agree. say than blast off so i i think just just logistically i would have to go with an adventure in space so that i don't have to carry around a whole briefcase full of vocabulary so ben there you have it two for outer space one for do we take a final vote you Oh. oh, well, it's kind of implied, wow. but do you want a formal one or? Well, Jordan, I had, Jordan, I had another, is... I had no. one last. No, 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 no. Go ahead, Jordan. Yeah, Space... everybody wants to. Hear... Right, Space is inherently lonely. I've heard leading scientist Elton John has said that uh, he thinks it's going to be a long, long time till touchdown brings me around again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh no, no, no! I'm a rocket man burning out his fuse up here alone. Contrast that with our, our friend Sebastian the Crab, who says, you know, everything's better down where it's wetter, under the sea. So, man, I mean, you can have your lonely space adventure, but I will have my exciting undersea adventure. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I was about to cite Space Oddity by David Bowie, but honestly, that's I, that's not much more encouraging. Yeah, I, I had the lyrics up for that too, but decided Rocket Man was bleaker, so I went with that. Um. Well, here's here's my final point against the ocean, against my undersea adventure. Um, Ariel... In that song, Part of Your World sings, what do you call them, I want those, or walking around on what do you call them, feet? When her best friend, Sebastian the Crab, has feet. So she should clearly <laughs> know that what feet are, okay? So people in, in the deep sea are dumb, and I don't want any part of that. I want space. That's a real adventure. That's where real, real men go to adventurize. Fine. I will also go with space because at least in my adventure of space, I have my, you know, good-hearted artificial intelligence a la moon uh, to accompany me and help me to, to reach the planet once again. And I don't have to unless, deal with any Unless of you have your self-aware uh, maniacal intelligence, HAL 9000. I'm picking whatever intelligence I take into space with me. So, Ben, next time you have to go on a dangerous adventure. 
then go ahead and do it in outer space. Not none of that, none of that underwater garbage. Up next, we have a question from Eric Terribio, who would like to know Dr. Seuss versus Shakespeare. Go. <laughs> who, who is the better wordsmith? Man, eminently comparable uh, individuals. Uh, well, I think to zoom it out really quickly, not, to not just the words, um, Dr. Seuss's illustrations, and I know that he didn't do them. I know some other guy did them, but... <laughs> They are a terrifying cavalcade of ninth circle of hell fever dream creatures. And I can't, I, oh gosh, I did not like Dr. Seuss as a child because those illustrations were horrifying. And I could. Hey, Shakespeare's terrifying. He has ghosts running around everywhere. He has people like trying to wash imaginary blood off their hands. Yeah, but at he least has... Shakespeare wasn't like, oh. Mercutio talking about Queen Mab and some drug addled something or other yeah but at least shakespeare didn't try to market himself to kids he wasn't like hey children here's a wonderful bedtime story othello <laughs> not to mention that it would be a really long one and you wouldn't be able to sleep for several days because you would just be reading and it. then othello smothered his wife with the pillow go to bed kids <laughs> don't let the pillow smother your face and then caesar's wife ate hot coals and died and then a bunch of people in a forest tripped out on some sort of acid-like substance, and they all got relationally confused, but then it sorted out in the end. Go to see. And one yeah, of the characters... That was, that was the butter battle, right, Kevin? <laughs> one exactly. of the characters woke up with a donkey for a face. Hope that doesn't happen to you. I feel like it's a pretty fair comparison. I mean, both invented a ton of words. Both were... Master rhyme maker wordsmiths. Both both were talking about things relevant to their times and eras. Both have thousands upon thousands of classes taught, you know, based on their works. Shakespeare has, of course, Shakespeare, and Dr. Seuss has the entire <laughs> class of kindergarten. That's true. That's, That's a good point. It's all based around, you know, the the, the Seussian curricula. So he is a doctor. I, the Seussian the Seussian sonnet in general is the right. the. Uh, keystone of our educational system. Shall I compare the to a heffalump? Uh, that wasn't One Dr. fish, Seuss, but... two fish. Let me count the stars on your stomach. Red fish, blue fish. Although I will um, I will give a point to Dr. Seuss for having um, the, uh, the, the star-bellied sneeches. That is actually a very deep uh, commentary on the Cold War arms race. Oh, so... most, most of his books were commentary on real life issues like uh yertle the turtle was about hitler and the nazis um is that right yeah pretty much who were actually turtles who were actually Go. turtles Go. <laughs> who were in fact turtles that's that's something that's been you know kind of left out of the history books. go dog go was about uh you know global warming and and car emissions and how that's eventually going to cause the the melting of the polar ice caps hop on pop was about physical abuse to uh your family members yeah, that was a really dark. That was really dark. It was, um, but it was a message that needed to be told. Uh, Green eggs and ham was. Uh, I think it was actually that was what the jungle was based on by Upton Sinclair, right? That's true. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I you think. Know, yeah. How many, how many fingers made it into those green eggs? Into and those ham green eggs and ham, a lot because they're green. Green green eggs and ham. <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, there's also the comparison that. 
Seuss was definitely using a pen name and you know, maybe maybe Billy was too. Maybe he was that there nobleman who was like writing stuff. Francis Bacon. Oh, I love bacon. I do love especially bacon. Especially when it's especially even, when it's Francis. Even even if there is just the slightest chance of Francis Bacon being William Shakespeare, the fact that his last name is Bacon is definitely points for Shakespeare. Wait, I've never heard that that theory that Francis Bacon was Shakespeare. It's on Wikipedia. Look it up. And frankly, I'm insulted. I don't know. I I know a lot of people who may stone me for this opinion, but I'm going to have to go with Seuss. Because take Romeo and Juliet. Because in Dr. Seuss, you know, you have a nice little moral at the end of every story. Like, oh, you know, don't let strange cats into your home. Or hopping on pop may actually be a bad idea. Whereas with Shakespeare plays, it's like, well... If you know your hasty marriage doesn't work out, better commit suicide on both ends. The end. Have a great day, kids. I don't. I don't think that was the message behind uh, a Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, but I. But I feel like you know, wordsmithing wise, William Shakespeare invented you know what like eighty percent of the English language. Pretty sure that's about accurate. And um, Dr. Seuss is responsible for the word sneetches, which just sounds gross. It sounds like something that's coming out of your nose. Coming out of Tyler's nose, specifically, right now. Oh, man, I've got so many sneetches up in my nose right now. <laughs> but but you know what I mean? I mean, you know, William Shakespeare came up with the words... Uh, breakfast. You know, breakfast? Really? Yeah. Did he come? Did he come up with these words, or was he just the per- first person to write down these words? Well, clearly he made up the concept of breakfast, which is—I mean, I don't know how I would make it to lunch without breakfast. So I, I owe a lot to William Shakespeare. The hobbits owe him doubly because they have more than one breakfast. Uh, they have second breakfast and elevensies. Which I think I think William Shakespeare was the first to use elevensies as well, right? Yeah, I, I think he coined in, the term elevensies. Yeah, yeah, that was also clearly point against Doctor Seuss because I feel like oh, the places you'll go is pretty much a scene for scene rip of the Tempest. Yeah, I could see that easily, easily. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if I mean, you were on they, acid, they've got they've <laughs> got all the saying. Caliban scenes taken right out of there and stuck into into Seuss. One fish, two fish, fish hiding hiding under a blanket to look like a monster. I think that Dr. Seuss is not adequately repairing what's uh, hiding under a blanket. Uh, that's that's uh, part of the Tempest. Oh, right. That classic blanket scene. That's um, right. right. Meryl Streep that... played the monster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> Um, anyway, I think that Dr. Seuss is not adequately preparing our children for real life. Um, you know, that, that they're expecting there always to be just some guy with a, you know, a star machine to just pop some stars on you. If you need, you know, if you need a leg up in society, there'll always be that guy and he's always going to bail you out or there's always going to be a red fish and a blue fish. Life's always going to work out for you. It's always going to run. If you mess up your house real bad and break up a bunch of stuff, don't worry. Your friend, the magical cat with the hat, will totally bail you out. Exactly. Whereas Shakespeare is like, hey, 
maybe there you had an identical twin that you were separated at birth from and maybe your servant also had that same deal and maybe there's going to be some real stuff that goes down and you need to prepare for that yes that that is a good point you know shakespeare may give us the hard facts but at least it's at least it's the fact yeah you know i've i've yet to have green eggs and ham exactly. i've yet to have anyone proposition me with green eggs i have and ham. 12 identical twins that are constantly screwing up my credit throughout the greater northeast so i feel like street credit i i can't i can't i can never go on the streets and and throw down in a rap battle because it's already been ruined for me thanks bevan all right so final opinions jordan ah you guys go first Ah. i gotta think more uh, I say shakes me up some breakfast with Billy Shakes. I I was I was on board for the Seuss train, but you know, I gotta be a realist. Yeah. Gotta gotta say that, you know, a a cautionary tale is more valuable than a A smooshinary tale, I don't which know. is what Dr. Seuss would do, is just make up a word to rhyme with it. So I'll go ahead and commit with the real life situations rather than the political allegories yeah the children are our future i will also side with shakespeare wow because i love bacon i love bacon and i love bacon at breakfast and if even if tangentially speaking william shakespeare combines those two things man i gotta go with that that's seuss didn't give us breakfast with bacon so, up next, we have a question from Charming in Charlotte, who would like to know, would you rather lose your non-dominant arm at the elbow or one of your legs Whoa, at the this knee? this involves a lot of anatomy. Thanks. What was it again? Your non-dominant okay. arm at the elbow. So, if you're right-handed, okay. use your left arm. And my left, my left arm is the one that makes the L when I hold it out, right? Yes, that's yeah, correct. Okay. Or... One of your legs at the knee. You can choose whichever leg. So it can be. Am your I am I allowed to invest in prosthetics afterwards, or am I stuck with the stump? No, I think that's a good point. Well, it's a lot easier to get a prosthetic leg. Yeah. Look at pirates. They rocked a prosthetic leg. It's like. Well, they are, hold on, hold on. You can't use pirates because they also rocked prosthetic hands in the form oh, of hooks. Good point. Still, a hook isn't nearly as versatile at the elbow as it would be at the wrist. Yeah. And a peg leg, you can't kick somebody with a peg leg. Yeah. You can't run. Why are you limiting yourself to a hook? Why not go Ooh, like... Pull, pull a, a Barrett from Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy 7 style. It's true. Because... No, because this is the real world, Tyler, where we get the Arrested Development... Uh, you know, if a seal bites off your hand, you're stuck with a <laughs> horrifying-looking hook. Which means you can become an adorable, endearing character in the one sitcom that was funny enough not to have a laugh track. What's that? And still got kicked off the air. Oh, Arrested Development, no. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? which one are we talking about? Um, I think that I would probably play the piano a lot more than I would run a marathon just in my daily life. Like what if really? what if somebody was like, oh Do you even play the piano, Kevin? No, but what if I wanted to pick it up? I wouldn't be able to. 
You can't pick up a piano with one Good hand. Point, I guess. You gotta use two hands for that. That's true. Um, plus, I mean, just think about all them fingers. You know, your toes, that's pretty, all they do is pretty much keep you up. Your fingers, I mean, they do a lot of stuff. Like, you wouldn't be able to make a turkey, uh, you know, one of those hand turkeys that's facing to the right. You can only do left-hand or uh, left-facing <laughs> ones. Um, you also. I was thinking like preparing a Thanksgiving dinner, not not the shadow. No, craft, yeah, I, the but... shadow craft is what I was thinking of. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like, like fingers are a lot more well, valuable. Well, you toes. bring up. Yeah, how is he gonna you, hem that? You bring craft? up a good point, <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, but would you agree with me that uh, losing losing the the leg would impair your ability to dance? That's true. Not if you can't dance already. And I can't. At least then you That's have an excuse. True, but... Like, oh, sorry. Sorry, I have I have one leg. Uh, no, but you could also, what you could do, it doesn't compromise your ability to break dance, which is way cooler anyway. But... You could be spinning on them hands, you could be spinning on your head, and then your hands, you could be doing the worm. It would compromise your ability to swing dance, and it don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. It ain't got that swing. That's true. Ooh, oh wow, man, yeah, that classic song from oh, the man. Chips Ahoy commercial. <laughs> Thousand chips, delicious. Those, if, those were some of the greatest advertisers of. If that there's time. nothing we, if there's something we need to believe in in this time of economic turbulence, it's Chip Chip Ahoy's. Also, uh, it becomes incredibly difficult to. Uh, Play video games if you lose a hand. That's mm, that's, that's true. That's something you're giving up. You can't play most instruments. Let's see what instruments you could still play the harmonica just fine. Um, with your feet or yeah. just oh, one hand. And the one hand. Um, <laughs> you could you could play a trumpet <laughs> one handed. So you you got that. Guitar's out of the question unless you like go open open chords all the time. Well, you could strum with your feet. That's a good point. You could play. You could play the dulcimer with your toesies. It'd be pretty <laughs> the awesome. Hammer dulcimer, or even just with the one hand. Yeah, that's true. If you learn to do stuff with your feet, you immediately have like viral YouTube potential. Like if you can solve a Rubik's cube, which would be very difficult to do one-handed. If you learned how to do it with your yeah. feet, you could be. And if you also learned how to do it blindfolded and in under ten seconds, you could be a YouTube sensation. Ooh, yeah. Oh, but here's yeah. here's the thing. Um, think of how much it cuts down your typing speed if you only have one hand. How are you going to look up all those crazy YouTube Ooh. videos and, and very pertinent Wikipedia articles with only one hand? You're cutting uh, down Kevin, your information. I do it all the time on my smartphone. And that that cuts down your marketability. Right. Because, you know, if you, if you only have one leg, then you're going to get the pity vote. But if you only have one arm, you're like, well, I'd like to help you out, but I need someone who's proficient. Yeah, and also, like, if you only have, if you have both your legs, you're still, you know, you're still probably in pretty good shape. But if you only have one hand, you're nowhere near as handy as the average person. (laughs) That was a terrible thought. You're you're half as handy as a regular person, so. I don't know. You've got to think that technology is going to progress to the point, though, that if you get your your arm cut off, you're going to be able to have, like, a sweet oh, robot hand. Like, it is. Like Will Smith and iRobot. Oh, wow. Oh, oh that'd be I sweet. I mean, it is, Tyler, because... You'd be if, bopping around. 
and your chucks in the future. Not that anyone is using Google Plus these days, but uh, uh, what's his name? The uh, the founder of Google, not Sergey Brin, but Larry Page. That's it. Uh, yeah. Larry Page made a post saying that, hey, somebody's made a robotic hand out of Legos. How Ooh. cool would that be? That'd be awesome because you could build whatever you want on it. Yeah, you it. could add Wolverine claws to your hand. <laughs> oh, Admittedly, they'd just be Lego Wolverine claws, so they wouldn't amount to much. But you could put you could put the Statue of Liberty on your hand, Lego Statue of Liberty, and then punch people with justice. Give me your poor, your huddled masses. I'll turn you into huddled masses. <laughs> I got your huddled masses huh? right here. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think I gotta go. I gotta go. Prosthetic leg. Reason for all of the aforementioned reasons about dexterity and about usefulness, but also, like, think of the cool party trick that it would be to go to a party and pull off your leg, and think of how creepy it would be to pull off your hand and then smack somebody with it. Ah, uh, I think that would still be pretty cool. Although I do have a friend. Who has a prosthetic leg who will go to parties and be like, hey, he wants a drink out of my leg. <laughs> which is kind of gross, but also kind of... Is, is it a glass... Awesome. Is it a glass Das Boot uh, beer drinking leg? Because that would be awesome. <laughs> he has to be very careful everywhere he goes. He just, he, but it's worth he just it. wears a pills. It's worth glass. it for the novelty. They call him Twinkle Toes. It was like a... Cinder- it was a Cinderella situation. It was a, it was a Cinderella story? Yeah. Uh, Jordan, I think I'm also going to go with uh, prosthetic leg because, you know, the aforementioned, you know, I can't dance all that well to begin with, so I don't feel like I'm losing that much. Plus, I mean, they got some pretty sweet prosthetic legs these days that they look super futuristic, and that looks real cool. Whereas hands, I mean, you got a lot, of, you got a lot of these crazy nerves and stuff like. There's more nerve endings in your fingertips, like, than anywhere else in your body, right? Something like that. Ah, my nerves. Like, you're, it's like mm-hmm. your main sense of touch center. And if you're, if you're losing that, I mean, a foot is just like, it's a foot. Like, it's only a foot. It's very deceitful because by all, by all looks, you should be pronouncing foot as foot, but you don't. That's true. So. And also, I mean, we brought up, we brought up gun arms. But we've seen gun legs have been done in the Quentin Tarantino <laughs> movie uh, Death Race. So, I mean... That's a good point. But, you see, when once you lose that leg, you become a less effective racer. Uh, I guess. The death and death race becomes all too real. Just, just as a point of clarification, it is Planet Terror. And oh, it was, sorry. And it was Look, done I didn't by, watch either of the Grindhouse it, movies. <laughs> it was done by Robert Rodriguez or whatever his name was. One of them had a gun leg... Because I watched the trailer. I am I'm really impressed that I remembered that. Robert Rodriguez is the guy's name that directed that. I'm very impressed with myself. Alright, so that's another really? that's another reason yeah, that, that I'm going leg because that's not that impressive. Robert Rodriguez is pretty famous. I mean he made all four Spy Kids movies. <laughs> oh yeah. The The uh the golden idol against which all other movies are weighed. Exactly. How could I have forgotten the wildly successful Spy Kids franchise? And I will go ahead and join in on the leg train because as cool as it would be to have like a customizable arm 
you can always customize your arm by like putting plates and junk over it mega man style whereas with with the leg it's you know you're gonna have a sweet party trick and you're also gonna be able to look like a pirate on holidays so next time charmed in charlotte you have to choose between an arm or a leg in a saw type situation and just get rid of that leg. It's it's only holding yeah. you back to begin with. Wow, they made a they they rolled out a Spy Kids four last year, but they got new Spy Kids in it. Is it Spy Kids four D game over interaction? Yeah. It's with spy. A it is Spy Kids in four D because Virtu- it had aromascope. <laughs> Virtual. Oh gosh, that Smell sounds like the vision. worst thing. Yeah, you had to bring in like that's Hold the on. reason. That's the reason why I wait for movies to come out on DVD. Because I don't want to smell the theater. <laughs> you had to bring scratch and sniff cards with you and scratch them at the appropriate time. Do you want to know what those dog feces Wait, smell really? like? Scratch number four. Uh, oh, and you know who was in it? Joel McHale from Community. That makes me sad. All right, let's move on to the next question. Uh, I thought you were going to say the guy from McHale's Navy, but never mind. Sorry, I just made a reference that like only the people over 70 would get. We have a lot terrible. of those. It's tons, just tons. Now, Jordan, you were saying earlier in the show that you really love bacon, and I think I think we can all agree on that, right? Sure. Oh, I mean, we're all I love bacon. Yeah, we're all bacon aficionados to to an extent. And so, our next question comes to us from C.J. Zimmerman, who asked, "Bacon versus hot sauce?" But I believe, I believe bacon would just kind of, kind of floor it in that situation. Oh yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, you could put hot sauce on bacon. Yeah, and that would be amazing. So, we are making the executive decision to mix that with one of our anonymous questions that came to us from Formspring and say, ranch versus hot sauce. Okay, ranch versus hot sauce, specifically both on bacon. just Just one dimension of it. Just one dimension of it. I think ranch would be better on bacon, to be honest. Well, that that would be because the Burger King has already introduced us to the uh, tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch, which has both of those things. Oh, uh, good point. Well, how does that song go again? I love the tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch. It's the best thing that grows on trees. <laughs> it's just basically I, I just, go I find knew, the song. The, I knew that you Big knew Rock that Candy song. Mountain. Big Rock Candy Mountain, but take out Big Rock Candy Mountain and put, put in tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch. Hootie and the Blowfish. That was that was his last hit single. (laughs) Okay, so so ranch versus hot sauce. So ranch and hot sauce. Ranch versus hot sauce, which is an interesting argument because you chase one with the other usually. So that's true. I'm I'm a big fan of taking you know the hot wings and dipping them in the ranch. Ranch has cooled me down. But I don't think I could handle the hot wings without the ranch. Whereas I put ranch on like salads and stuff. I'm not putting hot sauce on a salad. Yeah, unless, ugh, why would you do that? If, if, if anyone's doing that right now, stop. Just stop. Um, that and, oh, well, did we already discuss the wing situation? No, we haven't. And we, hot sauce is incredibly vague, and we're going to include all varieties of hot sauce, I would imagine, including buffalo yeah, sauce. Yeah, wing hot sauce will count. Yeah. Well, oh, but that's tough, though, because I like dipping wings in, in ranch. That's yeah, f- but. That's a you like time. you probably like dipping hot wings in ranch. Oh, that's true. 
So in that sense, the hot the hot sauce probably would take precedence because you can have the hot sauce without the ranch. Yeah, I don't like the hot sauce without the ranch. Whereas I'll take like a drumstick and dip that right in ranch, and it's still pretty good. You know, just plain old drumstick. Yeah. yeah more power and to ranch you. It's is so versatile. Ranch is so versatile. It can go on burgers. It can go on sandwiches. Uh, hold on. on. Hot salads. sauce also is great on burgers and sandwiches. You can make ranch dips. You can make hot dips. Your... Yeah, but I, I gotta, I gotta agree with Tyler. I think I, as a dip, I would rather have ranch than hot sauce. What about Maybe. buffalo chicken dip? Mm, I don't. Well, I, maybe it's its association with blue cheese, but I don't really like buffalo chicken all that much. I had a bad experience with buffalo chicken at one point, and I just can't return to it. It reminds me of regret. <laughs> of, of failure in life. Um, but but the thing is, though, I mean, ranch is a lot fattier than hot sauce. Yeah, I was just about to jump into the nutritional I mean, side of the argument. Ranch is... It's it's a step below Alfredo sauce in terms of how unhealthy your sauces are. Whereas hot sauce is, is fairly healthy. I mean, from a uh, calorie counting standpoint. Well, not only that, but you're, you're going to eat that hot sauce and you're going to sweat off those pounds because it's, oh, it's so hot. Ranch, you're, you're cool ranch. See, Kevin, I feel like I have a much better chance of swaying your opinion than Jordan's. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and direct this to you right now. Oh, thanks. Let's cut Jordan right out of the question. I don't want to wait. For this life, life to, to be, be over. over. Exactly. Live. Live life. Live ranch. Well. Enjoy it. Love it. Be all that you can be, Kevin. Ranchy. Um. <laughs> also, cooler ranch Doritos are infinitely better than those, like, crazy hot Doritos. That's true. Cool, cool ranch Doritos are the are the greatest of the Doritos. However, I don't know if we're taking and all. You don't want to cut those out of your diet. If we're taking all the varieties of hot sauce, though, I love me some wings. And I mean, I'm not gonna eat. I'm not gonna. I, I will not because it will kill me or give me diabetes. I will not eat fifty wings dipped in ranch. But I could go fifty wings in some some you know Asian teriyaki hot sauce, or poss or possibly some some Tennessee whiskey mesquite. You've no, you've still got barbecue. Barbecue isn't hot. Sauce. Are we are we allowed Barbecue's to include uh, tangy sauce? Are you allowed to include extra spicy salsa in uh, the hot sauce argument? Oh, I don't think so. I think that's no, taking it too far. Salsa is completely different. Yeah. Okay. Although, man, no salsa. That's true, though. Cool Ranch Doritos infused with the power of ranch uh, are the most refreshing of chips. I mean, when I reach for a chip, and you know, I've been playing, uh, you know, Call of Duty into the wild machine gun for six hours, I gotta have a Cool Ranch Dorito. Oh yeah, the newest edition. Exactly, yeah. But what about uh, what about the, chase it with the buffalo and blue cheese Dorito, Kevin? Oh, see, I hate blue cheese. It's so if good. I wanted to eat something that was just filled with mold, I would, I would just eat mold. And I've done it before, and I don't like it. He's gone down that lonely road. <laughs> I've gotten to that place in my life. Tyler, hold on. That bread had to be eaten. Someone had to eat it. It's true. You can't hey, just bread, throw it bread away. is delicious with ranch. Now you're just Whereas no. Now you've gone mad. Hot sauce bread. Now you've gone mad. Uh, Stop it. No, no. Like a little bit of pumpernickel bread. Oh, you are mad gosh. on power, oh, my friend. Gosh, no. Stop it. Stop ruining all the things that I love with ranch. Tyler, you had me on the ranch camp, but now I'm now Tyler's I'm like, back to the. Hot oh, sauce. you know what else ranch is great on? Ice cream. <laughs> 
Mm. <laughs> you know what else is good with ranch? Just ice cubes. Just dip them in ranch and no. suck on them. You see, the thing is, they have tried that with ice cream with hot sauce. They put those red hots in ice cream all the time, and it's oh, well, that's gross. It's disgusting. Yeah, that is gross. But yeah. that's not. Oh, no, hot that's sauce. cinnamon. That's, that's, that's a cinnamon. Spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I, I think that's. We can't necessarily include that. We have to have all our hot sauces derived from various forms of pepper, so not cinnamon. But I'll tell you something. Um, I've been out of mustard for about a week and a half now, and uh, so. But I pack my lunch when I go to work, so I, I pack a turkey sandwich with cheese with no sort of garnishing, and um, there's there's free hot sauce uh, at down at the cafeteria where I work, so I've been using that as a as a sauce and a spread and. It's not very good. Oh. Hot, just hot sauce and, and turkey and cheese is, is not good. It leaves me feeling very empty. If they had ranch, I would put it on there, and it would be real good. It would be great. Yeah. It would be like you are a sandwich artisan down at the Subway sub shop. Hey, it's it's February for another week, so go get any sub with heavy restrictions. You can't get a specialty sub or a premium sub or... Uh, one of those six foot party subs, but there are subs also, you can get. Subway, we just advertised for you. Send us some coops. Yeah. I, uh, I would love some coops. I, I love some coops. I, I would love, uh, C. Everett Coop, the Surgeon General from the 1990s. The, the Bill Clinton era? Exactly. Surgeon General. So, Kevin, you've been waxing poetic here for a little while. Have you reached a decision? <sighs> I believe I have. Um,. I I am going to weigh in on the side of ranch. Uh, I will. Yes! I will continue to weigh in on the side of hot sauce uh, exclusively for uh, Buffalo Wild Wings man- mango habanera sauce, which is absolutely delicious. So, well, that don't matter because <laughs> ranch is clearly the victor in this competition. Yeah. So, CJ, next time you have to choose a condiment. For your turkey deli sandwich, put some ranch on there because hot sauce. That's that's just kind of disgusting. Yeah, it's just, it's not good. If you're putting that on. You should uh, you should reevaluate. Yeah, that it's it's just it's oh, it spreads real thin and it's just gross. Our next question comes to us from Allison Fentress. Thank you very much, Allison. Who would like to know? Would you rather have to wear pajamas forever or a suit forever? Go. Oh. Oh, a suit. Come on. Wear pajamas forever and you're that guy in pajamas who's who's just, you know, never leaves the bathroom and is always, you know, drinking his sorrows away. Wear a suit forever? Man, you're the classiest kid in school. Is that is that something you see regularly in New York, Kevin? Are there are there guys who just go to the bar and drink away their sorrows without taking off their In footy pajamas, yeah, with the little back flap. Uh oh yeah. It's a it's a look. Among the among the hipster crowd, see at least they've got the the bit of traction. I, on the I don't bottom. think you're approaching this from the right direction, Kevin. Tell us the right direction. Jordan. Somebody who is living their life wearing exclusively pajamas is clearly living the dream, because if they can get away with wearing pajamas all the time, they must be a person of some means that doesn't actually have to work, you know, to earn money. Oh no, getting away with it isn't a stipulation of the question. Yeah. You just got to pick one. Oh really? It's like a genie comes out of a lamp and is like, hey, I get to grant a wish, but it'll probably be bad either way. Oh, man. That's going to make job interviews really difficult if I can't have a suit. Oh, man. 
Unless you're applying to work at like the mattress factory. <laughs> so you're just you're just always you're a plant and you're just always on the mattresses just waking up every five minutes for the customer. Oh my goodness. What a restful sleep I've had on this Serta mattress with adjustable sides. They didn't hear you there. I was too comfortable. Oh, didn't see you there. I was just jumping on this bed with a glass of wine on it that's not falling over. How's that possible, space-age technology? Uh, those microfibers, they'll that's get right. you. Well, that's I mean, right. before we all start going into the glories of suitdom, then, I, I think we should point out some of the benefits of pajamas. Okay. Uh, it's infinitely easier to uh, become... 100% ready to use the restroom if you're in a pajama than, it, than if you're in a suit. With with the suit, you got those buckles and zippers and all that stuff. You got too many layers. With, yeah. the, with the onesie pajama, you just up and up that button flap in the back, and you are set, man. You're yeah, set. But you'd need a button flap in the front, too, if you're a boy. There's probably one there, too. You'd have to have some custom PJs, then, because I've never seen that. You can add as many button flaps. I am a contortionist, Kevin. Honestly. I can make my way around. See, but but here's the thing. Okay, so so obviously, like the the big strength of pajamas are that they're super comfortable, and you sleep in them, and that's why you know, like, oh, they're great and comfortable. But uh, if you slept in a suit, think of how awesome that would be to wake up and just be in a suit, and just be like, oh, hello, best way to start my day ever. I guess well, I'll just hold get on, out of Kevin. bed and be Mr. Class. That sounds classy, but you gotta you see, remember I can I can talk to that because little does Allison know, but I do something called the suit challenge every year, where I wear a suit for a week and sleep in that suit. And you don't wake up feeling like Mr. Classy. You wake up feeling like Mr. Greasy. Yeah, I was gonna say because your suit is all wrinkly and nasty, like you'd have to iron it every single morning. That's a lot of uh that's, that's a lot. That's the price of beauty. I'm sorry. That's just that is. I mean, and yes, you it. look great, but it's 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 not. Well, I don't know. After a while, the suit does start to more or less feel like pajamas because you've kind of worn it down. But you're going to have to be constantly repairing a suit because it's not quite as durable. It's going to get all like you know, the edges worn out and stuff, Where whereas pajamas are made for for daily daily use. Without washing, because who even knows? No, I was just going to say, I feel like there's a lot more room um, for for awkward mishap when you're wearing pajamas all the time. So, like, you know, if that back flap flies open accidentally and you're, you know, you know in a meeting and you're given a presentation, um, that's you're, there's no way you can come back from that. Um, whereas the suit, I mean, you're protected, you know, every way. That's a good point. There there aren't a lot of situations that a suit is not appropriate for. Right. Whereas there are, there are many that pajamas are not. Yeah, like... Unless you have, like, one of those novelty t-shirts with a tie. I love this. Uh, but you know what? Like, oh, first date? You're gonna wear... You're gonna wear pajamas on a first date? She's gonna think you already aren't trying. Like, you've already given up on this relationship, and it hasn't even started. Can we can we move away from uh the the onesie pajama and instead have pajama pants and the giant oversized uh white t-shirt that is like 30 years no not 30 years like 15 years old your parents bought it from you on that beach trip you went to back in 94 Your parents bought it, bought it from, from you? you for your, you Your parents bought it for you back in 94 and you 
you would not be caught dead wearing it in public, and it's full of holes, and Kevin actually has some of these t-shirts. That's correct. That's my, I've, that's, I've, that's, my, <laughs> that's my sleepwear of choice. Um, one, one especially. Were they, were they like, he'll grow into it? Yeah, well, or if not, he just wears it as, you know, to sleep. Uh, my personal favorite is one with a with a little pastel dolphin that says San Diego on it. Uh, that's a fun one. Ha! Um, but uh, but so you know, I mean, there's there's some there's a that's a good thing about pajamas is that you you would be you know hey this guy knows how to you know he, this guy knows how to make folk laugh you know he's yeah, it could be a great gimmick for a band, yeah. too. Oh, that's true. that guy true. who always wears pajamas, people would know you. Oh. Yeah, I feel like the band where everyone's wearing a suit has been done before. How about the band where everyone's wearing pajamas? That's a good point. That, well, I, would go, could, I would go see that band. I would, too. They, you could call yourselves, like, the Rip Van Winkies or something like that. Also, uh, I bet if we asked Rip Van Winkle this question, it'd be a no-brainer for him. What does he need a suit for? Well, he was in a more formal time. I yeah. think he would choose suit, actually. Because he, you know, our suits are more like their pajamas back then because they were so formal. That's a good point. That's actually well, 100%. Yeah, you can well, see that. I, but I know. think we have evidence of a very successful uh, man who did wear pajamas for an extended period of time in uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. He passed an entire. He wasn't that successful. No, no, he spent a lot of time in those pajamas. He spent the past in those pajamas, the present in those pajamas, yeah, and, and the, the future. future. Getting schooled. That's true. Getting learned right. Yeah, he did look kind of like a goober in those pajamas. It's like, oh, that... it's true. He had that little hat on. <laughs> the pajama. Hat? Oh man, if I have to wear the little hat, if I have to wear a stock, a sleeping cap. That's right out. Oh no, that's selling it for me. That. That's great. Oh uh, yeah, I like the I like the little sleepy hat. Yeah, oh, man, that's. I, ooh, I would wear one of those, those every night way. if I knew where to get one. Sleepy yeah. hats. And where I would, are you? I would fold the little beanie at the top over my face, over, over my forehead. Yeah, somebody send us a link to sleepyhats.com. <laughs> also, if it was red, man, I'd be a, I'd be a shoot. What were the? It'd be a liberty cap then. I'd be like French revolutioning. I don't think you want to. That's not something you want to tie yourself to. I don't think. All right, so we ah oh man, this is tougher than I thought it would be. All right, Jordan, uh, what do you think? I, I've been trying to defend pajamas the entire argument, or the entire time this argument. Uh, but when you boil it down, my hero is Neil Patrick Harris, and he tells me to suit up, and he does indeed wear a suit every day. So I gotta go with suits. Very good point, Kevin. I'm very torn. Can I be last? All right. Oh, man. Pressure's on time. Well, variety is the spice of life, and there are going to be more situations that you're going to feel comfortable and confident in if you are wearing a suit than if you are wearing pajamas that could just breeze open at any point. Yeah. Oh. So I'm going to have to go with suit. That's a good point. I... What happens if that button comes loose? You're fired. Done. You lose You lose your job. Um, now, I, I got to go suit because... That's true. You could you could really customize that suit in a lot of different ways that you couldn't customize your pajamas. You know, different tie, boutonnieres, boutonnieres cummerbund. You know, there's there's a lot of options. Whereas suspenders. pajamas, oh, I love me some suspenders. Whereas pajamas, you know, Vests. you know what you're getting. It's either it's either you're going footy pajamas or you're going big shirt or Victorian sleeping Moo-moo. cap or <laughs> so I gotta go suits. 
All right. So. Also, we haven't. I should. I want to throw out one more thing. We haven't. We've been approaching this from the uh, extremely sexist masculine standpoint. Which is I the only standpoint. Out, <laughs> I want to point out that nothing <laughs> looks sexier than a lady in a business suit. Hmm. I think that was still a very pejorative masculine point of view. Yes, I would like to Fine, cut you can out cut that last so that comment out women. and move no, on. No, keep it in. No. It's true. It's uh... All right. So, Allison, next time you have to choose between wearing pajamas or a suit for the rest of your life, then pick that that lady suit. With confidence, you're gonna you're gonna be a great girl. You're gonna look great fine in that businesswoman suit. someday. Girl, look at that body. It's you in a mirror in a suit. Damn shoulder great. pads. You made the right choice. Yeah, <laughs> those shoulder pads are so complimentary <laughs> of your shoulders. And what's that? Oh, oh, you're vice president now. Oh, what's that? Now you're president. Oh, wow. Done. Wow, you made it to president oh, you're, faster you're than Hillary did. I'm exactly. so Exactly. You're, you're you're welcome. She doesn't her. look so, as good as, in a suit as you do. That is our show. We'd like to uh, thank you all for listening. And you can send in your questions to us via Gmail at our email account, ninjasversuspodcast at gmail.com. That's VS, no period. You can get us on Facebook where we'll post a lot of uh, extra content, uh, nice little pictures, messages, videos, links, things having to do with the show. Uh, We appreciate when you guys uh, dialogue with us there. You can contact us on Twitter by using the NVP hashtag or tweeting at Ninjas vs. Podcast. Or if you like to remain anonymous, you can catch us on formspring.me slash Ninjas vs. Podcast. And I believe that's just, just about every way to contact us. Thank you so much to Animal Tropical for the use of the song 20 Miles as our intro. And thank you to Sparrows and Crows who do our outro song, Ultra Violet Bliss. Also, Sparrows and Crows, our boy Eric Turibio, he uh, has a new side project coming out called Sparrows and Flows, where he uh, does Which I think is worth listening to just for the pun. I I do too. (laughs) But he he does tries his hand at rap. It's coming out soon. Uh, I think it already has a Facebook page, so if you look for Sparrows and Flows, you might find it. Also, our tweet of... our MVP tweet of the week... uh, from Elizabeth Meyer, hairs braided and eyelashes are on, all ready for today. States 2012 NVP. Ah, oh, man. It's thank you so much, listener, for taking us all the way to states. Yeah. I mean, it's, and for, it's, it's for the, your the amount rating of work reviews you guys that have gotten us this far. Braiding your hair, yeah. on eyelashes. Oh, man. It's yeah, just, thanks for looking good for our show, okay? Tight. Thank you. You guys look good. Yeah. You look real good. No, you don't. You look great. We are, you look great. Keep it up. Thanks so you much. Know? You are, you're beautiful. Yeah. You, like, you're beautiful. Give yourself you're, you're a beautiful. pat on the it's back. In every high single five. way. Words will not applause. keep you down. No. Ever. You're beautiful. <laughs> All right, so, our final question, sticking with our show's theme, speed round, Ninja versus Godzilla. Go. Ooh. Let's say ninjas. Multiple okay, ninjas, ninjas are, versus are, are available at your disposal. Um, I gotta say ninjas because a Godzilla's a Godzilla Godzilla's vision is based on movement because he's a giant dinosaur. 
uh, you know, created by uh, uh, ultraviolet rays and radiation. So ninjas just got to stand still and then throw one of them throwing stars at an opportune moment. <laughs> because that's all it takes. Yep. See, I'm going to go with Godzilla for the opposite reason. Like, he can just he can just stumble around drunk with power, and he'll probably step on a few ninjas and take most of them out. So. Uh, and, and also, just for correctness, it is Gojira. Gojira! Gojira! And I will go with ninjas, because you get enough ninjas together, and odds are at least one of them has a Megazord. And that's that's all you really need to take take that bad boy down. Thank you so much for joining us. As ever, I'm your host, Tyler. I am Jordan. And I'm Kevin. And until next time... Salsa. Salsa. Dance and salsa. Isn't that good mm. old sal? Salsa. Salsa. Mm-hmm. Gonna have a summer party. Where we dance out in the sun We're gonna bounce and shake our bodies And we'll be dead when we're all done Tired from all the fun and views We'll hit the ground Let the grass scratch up our legs Soak in the ultraviolet bliss Ruffles are made to be dipped. Really? They have ridges. Yeah. For that reason. Ruffles well, yeah, no, they have they have ridges so that the flavor has nowhere to hide.